Daikaiju Kaiju Network, where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kent, and with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? And so here we are. We are covering another batch of Common Rider episodes, three of them to be exact. And I think this is our last Common Rider batch, isn't it? Before, Yeah, uh, before... The- before the uh, the end of the year, because I know we're going to be doing uh, part four of Spectre Man, and then after that, we're going to be doing a uh, commentary. Uh, we're going to probably uh, talk about that as soon as we get done with uh, this episode. And after that is our uh, year-end uh, annual episode. Which, uh, for anyone who is not familiar with our end-of-the-year episodes, it's just kind of a smorgasbord of different topics. Usually what we do, uh, one of the topics we typically cover is just kind of the year in review. Just like any conventions that we've done, which this is the first year over the last couple uh, that we'll discuss. And any movies, specials, shows, I mean, that sort of thing is kind of something we kind of talk about and discuss and then any other like anniversary stuff or anything unique that we uh just want to use as far as uh you know content for the year-end specials sometimes in the past those year-end specials are our longest shows of the year other times they've been an average run i think in the in recent years we've been trying to to keep them on a, a little bit of a shorter end uh, yeah. just because there were times in which it was like three and a half, four hours worth. Yeah. Of- <laughs> although, although unfortunately we didn't uh, do it last year because around that time I was uh, unfortunately uh, sick. All that the is, yes, so. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's been about a couple of years since we've last done one. Yeah. So before we get on with common writer episodes 10 through yep. 12, Jason, the housekeeping yeah so as far as the housekeeping as per usual um you can find us everywhere all in one place at our uh link tree forward slash daikaiju network uh link that you can see right there and as far as video platforms we're on uh youtube twitch rumble uh facebook live and as well as odyssey here uh as far as youtube twitch and facebook live we're uh, live on three of those simultaneously and then as far as rumble uh, we'll be uh, we'll have the latest episode on there the following day and, uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube if you see the uh, red subscribe button make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button and as well as the notification bell icon as well as uh, smash that like button as well and as far as audio platforms, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as uh, TuneIn. And you can find uh, both video and audio versions of our uh, podcasts over at uh, DaikaijuNetwork.com. All right. So with that, let's dive more into Common Writer episodes 10 through 12, starting with episode t- what? Uh, before before we uh, get into that, I just want to make a brief uh, little uh, thing here that I don't know if you've noticed uh, the other day. Um, I made a little post that there's been some reportings go around uh, that uh, they official that a potential title for the upcoming Godzilla vs. Con. Uh, sequel is going to be called Godzilla in Con. Uh, I saw that, but I took it as a fan creating some type of title card. So I, I didn't even give it the, the attention. So, Well, and the one thing is that I did uh, find it 
uh, over at the uh, the Kaiju News outlet uh, Twitter uh, feed, and I've seen some uh, pictures of some merchandise, like uh, some of the hats and stuff, where I had the, the stitching of that. But yeah, um, I probably would at least uh, take it as a grain of salt uh, for the time being, uh, for that matter, until you start to see some uh, official marketing, which I think is going to be starting sometime next year because they've planned to uh, release that film the day after my birthday in uh, 2024 there. so Yeah, that, I mean, that, until I see something from Legendary or, or someone within that realm, I'm not, I'm not believing anything. So, so yeah, that's just uh, the one thing I just wanted uh, to point out. So... So uh, let's now finally get in the meat and potato of the episode here. All right. So episode 10, the revived Cobra Man. Uh, just Cobra Man revived. <laughs> so just switching <laughs> the words over. <laughs> so it, if, if any of you remember from a few weeks back, um, we had what I considered to be one of the more intriguing and interesting episodes simply because not only did I find the Cobra Man villain to be a very unique design, but the episode itself was very screwy with some of its uh, plot points. And then Cobra Man ends up uh, getting killed by Kamen Rider, throwing him over... Um, like, um, like, like, a an, uh, I don't know, like an upper decker type deal. And Cobra man lands on one of the mines in his minefield and blows up. And then at the end, they were uh, previewing the next episode, which is this one we're about to discuss. And they were saying Cobra man returns. And I remember you and I, we were going, how are they going to do this? <laughs> Here we are. We're going to discuss it. Um, we don't really get any sort of explanation as to how they picked up all the bits and pieces and put them together. Um, he's just there under a tarp in a shocker that's, hideout. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you call uh, Toei science. <laughs> it's what you call tokusatsu science. I mean, we get this stuff. Look, uh, you know, we've been talking about this with these two shows now that we've been covering for, what, about two, three months now. And you know, this was to kind of be expected. And some some shows tend to try to take themselves maybe a bit more seriously than others. Others, sort of like Spectre Man and Common Rider, uh, tend to be like, whatever, we're going to throw, and that's what's going to go. And on the, on the one hand, that's something I enjoy and admire because th there's something about a we give no fucks sort of attitude yeah. to the, the, the writing. Um, it's just like, we're going to just do whatever and, you know, leave it at that. And you just take it as it goes, you know, take it or leave it. But then, uh, it's sort of frustrating because when you want to just have some type of idea, even if it's maybe preposterous, you want some, something there to be like, okay, that's how they did it. Even if it's absurd. Um, but yeah, he's just there. And so I, I don't know if this is to me, I, um, the way I take it is that it is the original Cobra man, because they mentioned a couple times rise Cobra man, you have been revived, you know, uh, 
lines of that sort. And um, so I, I just yeah. have been picturing in my mind ever since watching this episode, just people out there in the minefield, just, you know, gathering every little bit of the blown up Cobra man and, <laughs> and somehow pretty, piecing it be, together. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting how they would try to Frankenstein Cobra man <laughs> with, with all the pieces that they <laughs> somehow picked up and then exactly knew how he came together. (laughs) I know. uh, And and it's just one of those things we're not supposed to think about it, but (laughs) and then then the, uh, the other interesting thing is that at the very beginning of this episode is that uh, you had this gal walking down the street, uh, putting up a sign like, Oh "Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) Like bring your pets, you know, you pay big money and all that stuff. And then, and then uh, they they had him go to this uh, one particular mansion or something. Sometimes he had house. he had a few like a few people lined up, and then it's like next, please. He had shocker minions knocking out people and taking their pets, and then this is where that they extract blood <laughs> from pets, and then they kill them, them. I think something like that, yeah. And then having them drink blood, and it's sort of a sort of a theme uh to say the least in this batch of episodes this month where it's throughout the whole series so far basically extracting blood from animals humans that so that's right there is blood in in another episode um (laughs) so i am referring to this weird logic as common writer bs and I mean that as both a derogatory – I, 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 I refer to it as sort of a derogatory term but also as a term of endearment because, again, like I said earlier, there's something to be admired when people are like, we don't care. This is how we're going to write it. <laughs> you know, you're just going to have to accept it. First of all, why pet blood? Why not just any animal blood or even human blood for that matter? Because yeah, he is you, mainly human, right? Human with a cyborg. Yeah, because well, why had, not snake blood? Because he's a cobra. Yeah, because you had uh, humans right there with their pets. You know, instead of just bringing their pets along. Because I mean, with a human body, you probably would have more blood in one single human than just an animal. Well, regard. and blood is blood. I, and when the only thing that's different is the genetic makeup, like certain characteristics that make a dog a dog, blood a person type. a person, that sort of thing. Otherwise, blood is blood, you know, well, and, and you got blood types too. So that like, too. Yeah. But still, that's not even brought up. That's not even a thing in this episode. And first and foremost, I have to say this. Uh, The writers did a very good job of making me hate Shocker even more because I am a pet guardian and lover. And the fact that also you had a number of people in line ready to sell their pets made me even more pissed at those people because like they were ready and willing to give up their pets for money. Are, are you nuts? <laughs> well, you you only just had, I don't know, was it five or six people <laughs> in line there? Which, That's five five to six too many as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the one thing I want to point out is um, now I'm guessing that they've reused the Cobra Man suit for this one. To here. a degree, I think but, they did, yes. But I would say the one hilarious 
uh, thing that they've done is add some kind of uh, nun-like type of uh, uh, fabric or something behind the head to make him have the the whole cobra the cobra crown type of thing crown type of thing which when you look at it it just oh man just in my opinion it just looks a little bit ridiculous it's bad but to me the thing that i think is worse and lazy is they gave him a flamethrower that and then when they do the close-up when the uh the whole "Quote unquote flamethrower is being used. It looks like he's just smoking a big, huge, fat cigar. <laughs> it looks like a cigar where someone has pushed in the end. That's what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. And just having him blowing out flames and stuff from that cigar. It just. I mean, I understand because we've seen this how many times in movies and shows where they bring back some type of character and they do enhancements. Okay. To me, a flamethrower – first and foremost, flamethrowers are used way too much, and it's the easiest, most laziest um, addition you could make to a character like Cobra Man. I thought, okay, instead of adding a flamethrower, why not bring back some sort of venom spitting, but instead of having it from his hand like it was in the last episode, why not have it come from his mouth? Some kind of uh, acid spray. Something like that because it's more in line with – an actual cobra uh, instead this flamethrower deal it's so stupid I, I just to me it's stupid and lazy and that to me was one of the biggest aspects that hurt this episode because i i just couldn't get past it because i'm like i have seen this so many times that i i, I can't enjoy myself because this is so dumb <laughs> just... and, then, and then the other thing i had a problem with is that they had this one uh gal that was uh working for them basically just reviving uh cobra man when you had other uh scientists working for him you should have just used them because you basically see them throughout the entire show so far where they transform people into all these hybrids, but you just had this one uh, gal that was in there just for, I would say, maybe a little over a half an ep- half an episode here, and if that. The shocker, the shocker leader just uh, basically ordered Cobra Man to kill her off because she had she was no longer in use after the first encounter between Cobra Man and uh, Cobham rider yeah i mean that to me that it just she was um she really had no value whatsoever in this episode yeah that's a good point i mean what she never really served any purpose other than to just be killed uh like midway through the episode because everything like you said everything she did could have been done by someone else within shocker but then the fact too that the shocker leader wanted her dead i thought was odd because and stupid on his part because it's like why not turn her into another shocker general or something turn her into a a ms cobra or something like that or one of the uh the shocker scientists that have been mainly transforming all the humans into these uh you know these uh chimeras uh in that regard because that's what they've been doing most of the time and why not just have them revive and 
maybe piece together Cobra Man, you know, off screen, which in this episode, we don't even see them at all. And like, and the shocker leader said that she was only there just to revive Cobra Man. It's like, you, you, yeah. you had the other scientists to do that. Why, why even have her to begin with? Yeah, there's just no purpose. One of the things I want to quickly discuss is the detective in this episode. I found it funny that each and every time he goes through some sort of shenanigan, he comes back more and more patched up. <laughs> I found that so funny. He comes back the first time. He's got like a headband and he's got his arm in a sling and he's using an actual stick. I think as a walking stick, it's not a cane. It's like an actual stick from a tree. And then he, at the end of the episode, comes back even more bandaged up. It's like, does the hospital where he got bandaged up, don't they have any spare (laughs) canes or something lying around? Uh, I I guess too many people uh, were were borrowing them at the time or something. And And then, of course, you still have uh, the MacGuffin uh, still trying to get at the uh, the gold reserve which we've uh known in the uh, the last episode uh the previous episode that was basically tied into this one here here's the thing though but you and remember you and i the biggest complaint we had one of the biggest complaints we had about that last episode was the fact that that was supposed to be the plot and instead cobra man became obsessed because he lost his fangs Mm -hmm. during the first robbery attempt and it became the the rest of the episode was about him trying to figure out where his fangs were he was going after this kid whose dog mysteriously died off screen whose dog helped stop cobra man during his initial bank robbery so at least that plot point actually comes into play here but again um I don't know. It's kind of funny, but I will say this. I think the choreography is pretty good in this episode. The fighting uh, is good as well because I thought they were actually going to kill this boy's dad who was the detective. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead, they only burn like half of his body and they show it in in a semi-gruesome manner before Kamen Rider shows up uh... onto the scene. Yeah, when Cobra Man was testing his uh, flamethrower thing out in the field there where he basically killed off one guy that was uh, held captive. And then it was, as as always when it comes to these uh, tokusatsu shows, that they slowly uh, burn off one of the supporting characters there until the the main character arrives and then confronts the said antagonist <laughs> yeah but, uh, so yeah it's like his arm and body was burnt up but uh yeah he was uh overseeing the the transport of all the gold into this one ship and for whatever reason it was uh the safe that's on the ship was broken into and then all of a sudden you see cobra man in there and then uh Battling There's a weird cutscene. Yeah, along with the 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 shocker minions battling the people that were uh, on the ship, as well as the the officers, and then all of a sudden, as you said, just uh, the ship exploded <laughs> in the middle of the harbor when it was actually docked. 
Yeah, and then after that, all the gold got off too. Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened because the next uh, sequence you have Cobra Man and the Shocker minions uh, in the middle of transporting the gold into the the Shocker base until uh, Kamen Rider uh, comes in and then eventually defeats the minions as well as uh, Cobra Man. Which, by the way, he does it with a move called no Rider Reversal, which to me looked like nothing more than just like a regular reversal flip you would see in like pro wrestling. Yeah. And he throws Cobra Man out into the water. There's this weird like second and a half moment where Cobra Man is like the same color as the scene. I don't know if it's supposed to be the water or what. And then he blows up and I'm going, how does a Rider Reversal blow someone up <laughs> all he does is he flipped or, them we get a weird blue scene and then boom cobra man blows up again or like water's glycerin or something and then he just exploded from that <laughs> it, it's really weird again it's what i'm dubbing now as common writer bs because that's what it is <laughs> it's just like i i don't i don't understand it yeah, I think it's just the point where that we'll never understand. <laughs> and I come to the point too, other than rare occasions, this, what was it called? The Amigo Snack Shack or whatever it's called. Uh, it seems like with few exceptions, it's basically Tachibana, Hongo, Ruriko, the one gal and then the waiter are more or less the only people by and large that hang out there. And I'm going, how does this place stay in business? Sure. The detective in this episode comes at the end, but that doesn't happen very often. And how does this place stay in business when you only have like a company? Well, and then you, you also see, and when the, I think it's in the final episode where you have this one scientist uh, in there as well, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. You could say it's just a shell company for something. <laughs> yeah, money laundering. <laughs> yeah. Common laundering or writer laundering. <laughs> That's a new move. It's the move of moving money from here over to here. <laughs> you could, yeah, you can say, say that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's, know. Do we want to go final thoughts and a rating? Yeah, uh, for me, I would say um, I think the common theme for this one is just a uh, really weird editing um, type of episodes because I think we're gonna get that and from from what I'm seeing in the next two episodes and as well as a lot of blood being involved. <laughs> Uh, in these episodes uh, too but yeah with this one um, Cobra Man revived uh, it's an okay episode some weird things uh, happening uh, some things is like uh, things just don't quite mix a little bit of sense here and there some of the characters should not have been in here at all. They didn't really have much of value. Uh, like the one gal that was there only to revive uh, Cobra Man all of a sudden just gets killed off when he could have just used some of the, uh, the shocker scientists. 
there. Um, and as well as pets, I'm not sh- sure why they needed to use pets to drain blood when they could have just used humans when they were right there. And they were pretty much the same size as Cobra Man. Probably would have had the same amount of blood from there instead of just a handful of animals <laughs> from there. So I'm not entirely sure what uh, the thinking was when the writers were writing the script for this one. So, um, and then some of the enhancements, yeah, some of the, uh, the enhancements, particularly uh, Cobra Man, just weren't quite as good, especially the whole crown fr- frilly thing. And then <laughs> the whole Boy, cigar that really smoking <laughs> thing. Well, this whole cigar thing with you probably is bothering you, but the uh, flame, just yeah. the flamethrower bothers me. <laughs> but other than that, it's, it's a decent episode. I would at least give this one a B minus. Yeah, I would write what I had down, but basically what I wrote um, is very much, what I've said over the course of the discussion of this episode, uh, by and large, this episode is a mess. And on some level, I love it because of that. Um, like I said, I, I'm dubbing a lot of the problems or issues that we're having with plot and weird jump cuts and just asinine ideas. I, I'm calling it common writer BS. Um it was great seeing Cobra Man back. I, I enjoy Cobra Man's design. I think Cobra Man is a fun villain. I wasn't too keen on the upgrades, so to speak, of Cobra Man this time around. But unlike the last episode where it became this goofy, ridiculous story that went from being supposed to being about the capturing of gold and messing with the world's economy to him looking for his fangs uh, that he lost in his very utterly amateur attempt at an initial robbery. Um, This time we're actually seeing a little bit more of that. Yeah. um, There's a weird cut scene when they're on the ship later in the episode, the ship blows up in the middle of the Harbor and when it was actually docked, um, You know, there's a lot of issues, but at the same time, especially as I've gotten older, not only have I begun to just understand the production process of shows like this in Japan at the time, I've also, because of just how bleak the world has seemed in recent years, I enjoy just kind of goofy, stupid stuff uh, because it's just fun and you can make fun of it um, as well. And I do kind of like that. There is sort of a charm to utter crap sometimes. So um, I still find, I know I've been crapping on this episode probably uh, more than I have praised it over the course of this discussion. Um, But I, I do find it enjoyable by and large. It's really dumb and silly, but at the same time, it does it in a way that I find to be charming, at least with this episode. So um, with that, I'm giving it a B plus. I I think it's uh, pretty entertaining. There's, there's enough here to keep you going. You're going to laugh at it um, unintentionally. And so you know, it's uh, it's it's stupid fun is what I'm going to call it. So I'm giving it a, a B plus. So on to episode 11, the blood sucking monster Geba Condor. I think this is the first one. 
where it's oh, basically wow. matched. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, otherwise, no. I, I think I saw like violet con- or violent condor as well. I think was another thing that I saw. Um, oh well, we'll just, because it's gave a condor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, like you said, Jason, blood returns in this batch of episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about absolute craziness. Um, I know Christianity, when I studied uh, uh, the samurai culture in my final semester at the University of Iowa, the Christianity was one of the top three religions in, in Japan. And uh, I think Shinto though is number one and i think buddhism was two if i remember correctly I and then christianity so. came in third and uh i almost wonder if the writers were poking fun at christianity with this episode because it is a christian church that is a front to the shocker organization in which it seems to be the only church that is uh providing weddings to young couples and during the ceremony, uh, this old lady who plays the organ ends up playing a tune that signals for shocker minions to come out. They take the bride, and only the bride, mm-hmm. get some of her blood and feed it to Geba Condor. And yet, and because Geba Condor can only survive on female blood. More specifically, the blood of females who are just recently getting married. Okay. Well, and uh, <laughs> when it comes to like all these weddings and stuff, from what I'm seeing in some of the uh, the Japanese uh, regular shows I've seen in the past, as well uh, anime throughout the years, that they uh, mainly have. Y- uh, used the whole uh, the question uh, the Christian uh, wedding sort of setup uh, compared to uh, uh, oh some of the other religions there like Buddhist uh, Sh- uh, Shoten uh, I forget the other Shinto name. Shinto yeah um, <laughs> I've very very rarely have seen any uh, Shinto. Uh, type of uh, weddings and some of these shows and animes. But I think they sort of like that whole aesthetic of the Christian type of uh, wedding setup, which I think that they wanted to go with for this one uh, as well. But yeah, uh, in this one, compared to the other one, they use humans to extract blood this time where they should have done that. <laughs> In the previous uh, episode. More specifically, female blood. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to uh, Gibba Condor, um, I know in most of the episodes up until this point resembled an existing uh, creature. Whereas this one, um, you don't really know what Gibba Condor is. Uh, in my uh, opinion or knowledge when watching this episode, it just sort of reminds me a little bit of just a vampire or um, Nosferatu uh, a little bit. Uh, just 
from the behaviors in that regard. Yeah, I, I noticed that too because when they said, you know, give a condor in the previous episode to preview this episode, um, they were seeing condor. And I'm like, that doesn't look like a condor. Yeah. And yeah, to Although me, it almost looks like some like- sort of rep. Kind of, yeah. But it, it's more like a membrane feathered wing. And it's mm-hmm. a membrane wing that extends from the underarm to the abdominal area. And the face, to me, looks kind of reptilian-like because it looks like there's scaly bumps on it. Yeah, I think this is just some weird original amalgamation uh, mm-hmm. that they did here. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because this Geva Condor must be hungry all the time because you have one wedding, then you have another, and then you have another wedding where um, – we get a supporting character, one of Hongo's rivals in the the motocross world, uh, is trying to get hitched, and then uh, his fiance gets attacked. But then the common uh, rider comes and saves yeah. him in time, and then he's trying to go back to the church to figure out what is going on here. Um, and then we get this whole plot later of Tachibana. Along with Ruriko and a couple of the other characters trying to, uh, you know, expose this church as a shocker uh, hideout. And then, you know, all sorts of fun ensues. But again, it's it's kind of funny because the common writer BS comes in. As I stated earlier, it's not just specifically female blood, but it's female blood from young women who are just recently getting married. I, I just... Well, and, I don't know. It's one, it's kind of funny. You had one instance where I think there was a gal that was uh, doing some. Oh, dancing! Yeah, that dancing ballerina, something like that. Yeah, I think I think that was the only one. There might have been another one. I can't remember uh, which other gal might have been in some other profession or uh, some something like that. But yeah, you see uh, shots where you had Gibba Gondor. Uh, going after uh, young females, uh, sucking the blood, and it, and when he was uh, trying to uh, sucking the blood out, of that one dancer, you had that one shot where he just had blood splatter on the screen. It was like, whoa! That happens two, if not three, times over the course of the episode. It happens uh, to start off the episode, um, and so yeah, I mean it's it happens at least twice in the episode. Um, but I kind of like that. It's, it's silly, but it adds an element of, of horror to it, but you can't take it seriously because again, these suits, you may like the design, but let's face it. The, the quality of these suits isn't all that good. And the story is preposterous as well. So, um, I just found it funny. It's like, okay, so this is the writer's room. Okay, we got this villain, this kind of, you know, weird bat-like creature. Okay, so what are we going to... A church. Okay, a church. Um, Christian church. Okay. And it's going to be a front for the villains, right? Right? Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Listen. No. Young women are getting married to their male husbands okay and then afterwards this 
old gal will play an organ tune that's very haunting and then shocker minions will come out and take the woman and they'll cut her or Geba Condor will come out and suck their blood or whatever. We don't do anything with the men. Screw that. He only needs female blood. Why? I don't know. Don't ask. Don't ask. You're thinking too much. That's your problem. Fire him. He's thinking too much here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I could see that going on in the writer's room. (laughs) That that could happen. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't get passed by it. (laughs) Now, I have to talk about one of the silliest things I have ever seen in this series up to this point. It's during the final fight. And Common Rider's on his bike, and then he like goes off a ramp or something. His bike is airborne. Oh, Geba Condor <laughs> comes in to try to attack him. First and foremost, Geba Condor is stupid because instead <laughs> of like going up and above or behind Common Rider, he decides to yeah. take him head on by running into his bike. <laughs> but nevertheless, Geba Condor gets smacked by Ryder's bike and then there's like this was, quick like, like two second up shot like of like a weird doll <laughs> in like this <laughs> and then he's, it explodes yeah he kind of floats for like two seconds and he's in this weird position I don't know like, like how position. to do it and then he like, blows up <laughs> it's like the uh the uh, the Hanuman uh, uh, pose. Yeah, it's because it, it almost looked similar to uh, Hanuman's pose when he flies in air. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's preposterous. <laughs> it's like Gibba Condor is an idiot to begin with, and then like just bumping into a motorcycle blows you up, and then like it must have hit him hard because his limbs are like contorted all over the place right before he blows up oh man yeah this uh yeah this episode is uh uh pretty pretty uh, pretty unique this whole series <laughs> is this whole series is and and the other thing is before you get the um uh, the halfway calling card or the break card when uh, Kamen Rider confronts uh, Geba Condor the first time and before you get the uh, the break card you had Kamen Rider's like upper torso for, for whatever reason gets stuck in a mountainside <laughs> and and like he was and then after that he was practically gone for close to half of an episode and up until towards the end of the episode where he confronts Gibba Condor to defeat him and it's like where where the hell was Kamen Rider at this entire time it's like he was just stuck in a mountainside for god knows what <laughs> you're thinking too much fire him fire him <laughs> no so um other than that, I can't really think of anything else. It's definitely a, a, a unique and fun episode because, like I said, the church part, I find it to be funny. And, yeah. again, only specifically female blood. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 
And then the the weird death at the end is <laughs> just that <laughs> some weird cuts, some weird ex- explanations as far as like how why coming rider was stuck in a mountainside and wasn't uh, present in the second half up until the towards the end of the episode, defeating Condor in a weird sort of fashion there. And then there's some weird cuts here. Weird, just weird things, just like the previous episode for me. And this episode, I would give it um, at least a B. All right. Well, I'm still going to point out some of the absurdities involving the series. I finally succumbed to the silly plot points that the series pushes on us with nearly every episode. With Geba Condor, we get a church being used as a front and Geba Condor for some unknown reasons, only needing the blood of women to stay alive and to and to make that the only plot point of the episode. He must be hungry often. I like to look at Geba Condor and found it a bit funny that there were photos of deceased former Shocker generals on the wall. It's as if the head of Shocker may have a heart indeed. It was unintentionally funny episode that was pretty entertaining. The death of the Geba Condor may actually be funnier than Cobra Man's death in his first appearance, and I gave it an A minus. And so, the final episode in this batch, episode twelve, titled "Murder in Los Mine is the uh, murderous uh, Yamagillis. I saw that, that too with him. My uh, my episodes. Um, did you happen to notice one thing throughout this entire batch of episodes? In, in that we seem to no longer be doing with the Shocker minions the intricate and unique face coverings with unique yeah. face paint colors. It seems like all the face coverings now are this weird brown with like a cross or something in the middle on yeah. top. Uh, the face coverings of the minions now is no longer unique. Uh, it seems like that they were reusing because I saw one with the cross on there. It seemed like that they were reusing one of them from the previous episode and like they sort of forgot <laughs> like maybe one of the, the crew members sort of uh, misplaced theirs and just had to do with what they... <laughs> what they had or found. Yeah, uh, well, there. I almost and wonder... Then, and, then, and then it seems like uh, also sort of the other theme uh, to these batches of episodes is that the uh, the main antagonist or um, sort of the uh, kind of the bigger villains underneath uh, the shocker leader that they always go out in the test field and testing their own powers or some sort of device that seems to be the the only one of the uh themes to these besides uh the weird cut scenes and the blood well and in the MacGuffin in this episode is a heat ray which didn't you notice every time it was used either on the rabbit at the beginning of the episode or on a few humans later was that they use some type i think i know where you're gonna go with this one here it's like an acetate sheet where they just quickly like with a crayon or a piece of chalk just outlined general bone structures 
of the individuals, and you can tell clear thought- as day it's this acetate sheet. Or you you would have at least could have just brought in some of those uh, the fake uh, human skeleton uh, things. And a lot of the Tokusatsu shows have done this before. Even uh, I think maybe some of the Ultraman episodes have done it uh, too. And they all they's they've also have uh, brought in some of like uh, skeletal structures of uh, certain animals that they were going to be using for those uh, certain scenes. So I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if they were short on cash for production (laughs) and this sort of thing. That's my only uh, explanation. But it would take a person time. Just even the very rough sketching that they did, it takes time to do that. Mm -hmm. You could easily send someone down to the store to buy like an anatomy skeleton and bring it back in less time than it would take to draw, you know, one of those things. And so I don't get it. And another thing that's weird is that the the good guy scientist in this episode at the beginning is talking to his colleague about how he made such a horrible device in the heat ray. And then he's talking about how the world cannot have this device and I need to hide it, but I'm not going to tell you. And I thought to myself, I'm going, then what the hell did you think was going to happen when you decided to invent a heat ray that all of a sudden now you're having second thoughts. It's like you invented a heat ray to kill. Obviously it's not like Dr. Sarazawa who accidentally stumbled upon the elements to make the oxygen destroyer. You intentionally built a heat death ray. And now you're like, Oh no, I got to hide it. And I'm like, no, if all of a sudden you hate it, then what you need to do is, disassemble it don't or hide maybe, it or maybe you shouldn't have uh, just put it on uh, a pen and paper to begin with <laughs> such stupidity and again i know this is going to be a problem throughout this series and specter man and any other few i have to do this like i've said before part of it is my job as uh you know a podcast co-host for anybody out there who has not yet seen these but thinking about watching them, I am kind of forewarning you of any absurdities that you may encounter when uh, – should you actually uh, watch these series. Uh, but again, this is stupid logic, and even though it's so stupid that when you think about it, your mind hurts, if I'm just sitting back watching it for the sake of entertainment, I'm like, all right, yep. Yeah. I'll go with it. (laughs) And then then out of all the three episodes that we've watched for today's episode, this one here probably had the, the weirdest cutscenes to where some of them just didn't quite make sense at all. And the other thing that I wanted to point out too, is that Tongo uh, barely, was really nowhere to be found except for maybe a few seconds worth and he had him as common writer or be as common writer for most of the time and he had really no words to say in here it's like he was almost non-existent in this episode he only just had ruriko for majority of this episode like uh taken uh, Takashi's place. I don't know if there was maybe something happening behind the scenes that we don't even know of that 
sort of went down. Maybe he was sick or had something else uh, lined up that he was probably doing for another production. But yeah, it just like he was almost non-existent in this episode. Well, can I say that this is one of the duller episodes as well? So much time is wasted. Like when um, the scientist's assistant, who is actually a Shocker spy, goes back and reports back to Shocker the mm-hmm. details of this heat death ray, he turns into Gecko Gilas, even though the title, at least on my end, is called Yamo Gilas, but they call him Gecko Gilas in the episode. Cool design, by the way. Really yeah, mine, cool mine's, mine's Yamo uh, Gillis. Okay. Well, there we go with subtitles and translation issues. Um, but it, they spend initially after he turns, um, once again, kind of like you said, doing the testing stuff. They spent an awful lot of time showing that he could climb this one, like, uh, vent stack or something like that at one point and then um uh, and then uh confronting this uh boxer and training along with his uh trainer that was funny actually <laughs> beating him up and then uh uh trapping him in this uh cocoon, cocoon uh like substance and then <laughs> and just throw throws him <laughs> in the into the dam <laughs> <laughs> in broad daylight for that matter <laughs> no one's around though so <laughs> well and then what's funny is eventually when they get a hold of the heat death ray one evening he goes out kills one guy and then another guy just like a few seconds later happens to come by he uses the death ray on him too and then you see him giggle and he slides down a slide so he was sitting on top of a slide just like <laughs> killing these guys it's then, like oh man <laughs> and then the one w- main weird explanation when it came to uh shocker trying to obtain this uh, heat ray was to upgrade as some kind of a uh, heat ray cannon and blowing up airplanes <laughs> they were saying they were going to conquer the world somehow that way. And it's like, okay, like, what are you doing? Like trying to hold people hostage? Like, do you want money? Like, is there, what is do you, some, what's the point? Is there a certain uh, aircraft that you want to uh, target the, the heat ray? It, some sort of thing is what, what thing is the aircraft uh, that you're mainly trying to target. I know that uh, you can uh, transport certain things uh, via airplane from one place to another, as well as important people. What's what's the main thing that you're trying to target? <laughs> it reminds me of Godzilla Tokyo SOS with our main character Tujo or Chujo. No, it's not Chujo. Oh, or is it Chujo? It's been a while since uh, I've seen the movie. It's, yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched I know that was um, uh, Hiroshi Koizumi's character. I don't know if his nephew was named that too or not. But nevertheless, um, he you know he has that rivalry with that one co-pilot of Kiru. And at one point, he goes to the guy and he goes, what's your game? And so I'm asking Shocker at this point. What's your game, huh? With this whole heat death ray and trying to just shoot planes down. How, how do you think that's going to get you to conquer the world? And then and then uh, when Ruriko was going uh, trying to locate uh, the Shocker base and you had uh, Yamagilas 
going out there, going out to the field with that uh, heat ray gun. And I tell you, he had at least a couple chances to use the heat ray or the light ray gun to uh, finish off Ruriko at that regard. And then up right up until you had come rider come and save the day defeat uh yamagilas uh well he didn't actually defeat yamagilas no he, he had the know. scientists aiming uh the light ray and he had instead of just melting the entire skin uh from the bones of yamagilas he just explodes <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, uh, we like explosions and fire. So blood and fire are the themes of these uh, of this batch of episodes here. By so, the way, I thought well, it was... trying to... Oh, go ahead. I thought it was funny, though, when he was fighting uh, Kamen Rider uh, with using, while using the heat ray. First and foremost, I was like, there are several moments here where Kamen Rider should have been hit to begin with. Second of all, when they were trying to make, when they were trying to show that actually Gecko Gilas missed, they would show the same shot in this dirt field blowing up. And I'm going, wait a minute, they were just on asphalt there. They weren't out in the dirt, but they kept showing the same shot out in this dirt of this little patch of dirt blowing up every time Gecko Gilas kept He's missing. He's thinking too much fire him. <laughs> <laughs> I need this job. <laughs> How am I going to buy Burger King every day? Well, you're just going to have to downgrade to Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, that might even be an upgrade. It depends here. Depends <laughs> on the person. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anyways. So, I, I, you know, for me, I'm just going to go into my final thoughts and, and a rating here. I was disappointed with this episode. Um, it just seemed like I, I don't know if the writers really had much of an idea of where they how they truly wanted to write and structure the episode, because it, it compared to a lot of other episodes, it just seemed like there was not much of a real progression. It seemed like the episode was very small in terms of its storytelling. And a lot of space was devoted to literally nothing. And that is very disappointing. Uh, Gecko Gilas has a very cool, excuse me, design. And I think a lot of potential was wasted. He had that awesome cocoon type of ability and instead it's only used like once in this episode and the rest of the time he's trying to use this heat death ray and all that and and part of me is like you wasted a cool ability that he had on the stupid heat death ray that is just dumb to begin with um it it's just kind of it's not really a mess it's just it's almost as if the writing team came in and just didn't want to work that day and just kind of hodgepodge something together. And they just said, well, because the production timing on these is so short anyways, we have to go with it. So there was potential here. And I I think for the first time, maybe in this series, I am disappointed in a Kamen Rider episode. I can go with stupid, silly crap like we've gotten in the last however many episodes. But to put together something in which just 
time is wasted to where nothing happens and some of the decisions you make are what they are uh, it's disappointing and there's just enough here i think to maybe keep you mildly interested otherwise i did find myself spacing off more with this one than i have with any other common rider episode thus far so yeah it was sort of I, you know what i have a C written on my notes. I'm actually going to downgrade it to a C minus. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the things that I've talked about as far as the editing, uh, as far as the post-production editing, it just, it was, it's one of the weirdest things. It didn't really explain much. And almost the non-existence of uh, Hongo in here except for you see bits of him here and there and it's like he didn't really have much to say at all uh and here he only had him in times when he was common writer uh there um yeah you re- you really had a good potential uh with yamagillis but you just didn't really execute him quite as well compared to uh the other uh, antagonists uh, from previous episodes here because I mean we're we're already twelve episodes in here and I would and I'd say by far this uh, Yamagilis is probably one of the most underutilized uh, antagonists so far and I hope that's not the case moving forward and and as well as the really weird uh, nonsensical um scenes or sequences uh, in this episode it's just yeah just really one of the weirdest episodes up to this point so for me i would give this one a c yeah it's it's disappointing i i don't yeah i i don't know um i just i just hope that like at this point that goes in the roller coaster type of effect when it comes to this show. Yeah. And, and look, um, you know, there's what 90 some odd episodes of common writer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. When you have a show that goes on for that many episodes, yeah, not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. You're going to have off days and that's mm-hmm. fine. It's just that, did it have to be this one? <laughs> um, but I don't know. Um, but it is what it is. So mm-hmm. it, unfortunately it, it's going to be one of those that's going to be categorized in the, uh, you know, it's not awful per se, but just disappointing. So, yeah. well, otherwise I can't think of, um, anything else besides, uh, yeah. <laughs> Close closing out this, uh, episode. <laughs> yeah so um yeah with that uh thank you so much for listening and or watching and uh we will be back here in a couple weeks for our final batch of Spectre man episodes before the end of the year and so yeah um but and then we're gonna get into december and then all fun breaks loose yeah so um yeah 
if you're watching us on YouTube, if you uh, still see that uh, red subscribe button down below the video here, make sure to hit that as well as smash that like button and uh, hit the notification bell icon. And uh, you can find us all in one place at our uh, link tree for slash Daikaiju network link that you see right there in front of you and as well as video platforms. As I mentioned, uh, YouTube, then we're also on uh, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, and as well as Odyssey. Uh, audio platforms were available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website at dikajunetwork.com. Mm-hmm. And once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Take care, everyone.